God knows. God knows. God knows. Have you ever said that? Have you ever used that phrase? God knows. Hey man, what's going to happen tomorrow? God knows. Man, you've been plugging away at this thing for some years. God knows you deserve a break. Have you ever used that expression? Have you ever used that phrase? Have you ever used that to just express yourself with saying even I don't know? Or to declare something that you know you want? God knows. I just did a podcast called I Don't Know. And now this one is called God Knows. It's an expression not to be taken literally. It's a figure of speech. It's called an idiom. And only God knows. And we'll be right back to discuss this in just a moment. God knows. God knows. God knows. Is it an idiom? Is it a figure of speech or is it just an expression of things that we say in our lives when we really don't know? Or maybe our soul knows. Who knows? I once did a podcast called I Don't Know. And it is, this is sort of a spinoff of that called God Knows. And there's so many different reasons we say that. And sometimes we don't know. Only God knows. All right, let's get down into this thing. Let's unpack that. Let's discuss this right here, right here on Nabru Radio with your buddy, friend, pal, uncle, cousin, everything, anything that you want to call me. Because only God knows. All right. Now, I want to start this thing off by saying I haven't the slightest idea as most times when I start the podcast, when I start speaking, I don't know which direction I'm going to go. God knows. You see how it just worked out right there? God knows. I don't. And so I've learned to trust him in situations that I haven't the slightest idea. See, a lot of times we can look like total idiots. When we get out here, we brag about something. We talk about something. We don't told everybody something that we're going to do and things don't go right according to our plan. So what do you do? Do you just go back out here and try to make up something, try to make excuses why it didn't work? No, humble yourself. Humble yourself, you know, and talk to God about it. Because only God knows why some things happen. We try to figure everything out in our minds. We try to reason this thing out. Listen, human logic and human reason cannot figure everything out. You cannot figure God out. You cannot figure life out at times. Even Job found that out. I love the story of Job because he found out that even though he was doing everything according to the customs and the law, um, kind of like a child in the house when they take out the trash or wash the dishes and we're hoping for something good to happen, some type of reward from mommy or daddy, whoever their caretaker is. That's the same way we, we approach God sometimes. You know, we approach a situation 
with rewards and punishments. If we do right, then good things will happen. If we do wrong, then bad things will happen. But a lot of times, as we learn from Job, hey, bad things happen to good people. That's why I love that story. Bad things happen to good people, and you can be a good person, whatever you consider good is, and still things go wrong. You can do everything right, buy the book, treat people right, everything. And it's kind of like we're looking for somebody to throw us one. Hey, God, throw us one. Throw me one, man. You know, I'm, you see me struggling out here. Throw me one right quick. I need, I need some help. But the help doesn't come. It doesn't always happen to turn out the way you want it to. Why? A lot of times, man, if, if everything go our way, to be quite honest, we could turn out to be some headstrong, overconfident, cocky, arrogant people. And so life doesn't work out like that. And there's a couple of people in the scriptures that learned that the hard way. One of them was the rich fool who tried to build himself a barn and he tried to put stuff in it and stock things away for the future. And he learned that things may not have turned out like the way he wanted to. Before we dive into that, let me go to this scripture right quick. When Jesus was telling somebody, when somebody cried out to him in the crowd and they responded to him um, in a way that we wouldn't expect our Lord, our Savior, the Christ himself, the good one to respond. It starts off saying someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man. Who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, talking to his disciples, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Now, being people of like minds, of like passions, how many times do we go out and we try to get things we try to work and work and work and buy ourselves things and acquire things. And man, things happen. Things go wrong. Um, you can be buying a house. The plumbing is bad in it. Electricity is bad in it. You know, some things you just didn't turn out. Now you end up spending more money on some of the stuff that you have out here. But you didn't know that. You know, you didn't do a full investigation because you went in headstrong, even with buying cars. You know, I don't care whether it's, whether it's buying a home, buying cars, or even dating. Sometimes your instincts will kick in. You got to listen to them instincts because they'll tell you something's wrong. You don't know exactly know what's wrong, but what's the name of this, the title of this podcast right here? God knows. God knows. A lot of times that little voice inside of you is warning you when you don't feel like something is just right. And you got to listen to that. All right. Listen to what that voice. I love what Jesus said in this thing. Man who appointed me a judge and arbiter between you. Ain't that what we do sometimes when things go wrong or we want things to go our way? We try to put somebody else in our situation. <laughs> we go out and tell everybody. We start telling everybody about the relationships. Well, I don't. I don't like everybody in my relationships and everybody's opinion anyway. But a lot of people do. You put everybody in your relationship, whether that be your own children, you try to get people turned to your side. 
when that relationship is between you and that person. And I really do believe that's why the scriptures say um, a man shall leave his mother and father, you know, and cleave, cleave to his wife. That's between y'all. Between you two. You can't tell everybody in the streets. Whether you're the man or the woman, it doesn't matter. Keep that stuff between you. Because when you go out and tell everybody else, man, people are going to take sides, your friends, uh, your relatives, even though they might like your spouse or like your significant other, your partner, whatever the situation is. And these were two brothers. And one of the brothers wanted Jesus to come between them, wanted him to make a decision. And really, Jesus knew at the heart of the matter that the guy was, the cat was just greedy, man. He had no good intentions on doing anything, you know, right. So Jesus didn't get in the middle of that. And some of you try to pull God in the middle of a situation that you got yourself into. A situation that he's not going to get you out of right away because you did that. Why? Because he's trying to teach you how to be responsible with your decision making and be accountable how many of us nowadays as adults have um, shrunk back and been afraid to make decisions? And even, even when we make that decision, sometimes you don't and things go wrong, whether that be on the job or whatever, even, even in, in a car accident, you wreck your car, you know, and it may be your fault. But, man, you think you're going to take the blame for that? You're going to try to come up with every excuse out there if the authorities come on the scene and you're going to try to make it seem like. The, but they're going to investigate, even though you're going to try to make it seem like it's the other person's fault. They're going to investigate it. And they can tell. They're pretty smart. They've been doing that thing for a long time. And guess what? So is God. So has God. God's been doing this thing for a long time before you ever got here. God knows. So be honest. Be direct. You know, you just never know what's going to what's going to happen there. And that reminds me, like I was saying in the beginning about the um, the rich fool. Um, who tried to build himself an empire and things didn't work out. And he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns, my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus again. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first read that years ago, <laughs> man, I was like so disappointed because I was like, oh, my God, I, I like to save money. I like to have a fat bank account. I like to look in my, at my account, man, and just watch it just stack money, stack, stack dough. How many of us don't like that? So I was like, what in the world did this guy do wrong, man? What in the world did he do wrong that I ain't done? I mean, if he did wrong, I know I did wrong. 
Because the only thing he was trying to do was just chill, take life. How I many of us say, yo, man, what you doing today? Bro, I'm chilling. Chilling. Bro, man, from the fifth floor. All right. What's up, Marty Mar? And then how we talk to each other? What's up, bro? How you feeling? Chilling. All right. Now you want to chill, but you can't chill because now the warning done, done came at you. You got a warning, a warning flag just been thrown out there on, on the field, you know? So what do you do? What did he do wrong? It's the matter of his heart. See? He was throwing up riches for the wrong purpose, just for him. You know, he was trying to flex. We live in a flex culture. Want everybody to see him. Yo, I'm, I'm chilling. I got this. You want to ride around in this car, nice, with the booming system. He's doing his thing. And I've done it many years ago. I remember had a little Hyundai. Um, I was in the Marine Corps, got out, um, had put this sound system in my my, my Hyundai, uh, did it myself, custom made it because I didn't want to carry one of them boxes. Man, had my windows tinted, put some wheels on it, you know, and I'm booming. I'm just running around. I wanted everybody to hear me boom. I was young. You know, my ears could take it at the time. My ears can't take it anymore. But I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking no plans um, other than sowing all my money into just me. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any other responsibilities. So what did I do wrong? Really nothing. I was just doing everything that I was, you know, as a young man, my age probably was getting caught into. But there were other young people my age even though I was in the military, they were going to school. They were trying to sow something into life that would be productive and give back to communities. Well, I was just thinking about me and what I wanted in my own selfish ways, man. I didn't think about anything else. And a lot of times that's what we do, you know, um, just like the rich, the rich fool. Stored up everything. Because also on the flip side, the scriptures do tell us to be wise and to save and not to you know, go out here and just throw everything. And um, I can't think of the scripture right now, but, you know, sometimes we have to be a little frugal, you know, instead of throwing our money all, all over the place. But invest your money, you know, and hopefully you'll get a good return in it. But this guy's his 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 motivation wasn't there, man. He just wanted to build up. He just wanted to flex. He wanted to just let everybody else see what he had. Don't you see that on social media? All the influencers in society today, they want to flex. We live in a flex culture. We also live in a council culture where at any moment you say anything wrong, just like this guy just did, he said something wrong and his whole future was canceled. God canceled it. Man, you ain't going to live to see tomorrow, Jack. You get sick, you know, some type of illness. COVID-19 is still out here. COVID-19 is still out here. Let me say that for the people in the back. COVID-19 is still out here. And it's still taking lives. Be aware of that. And you're working and you're working and you're working. And in one moment, all that stuff could be gone. Now. This is the point right here. Whatever you do, be thankful. Give praise to God with that. 
thank him for that. Don't just be out here a man of the world or woman of the world, just sowing all your seeds into things. You can do that and that's fine, but you might end up like Solomon. You know, at the end of the day, Solomon had everything his heart desired. But in the end, he just felt empty. He said it was vanity, man. Vanity of vanities. It was just living a vain life. And every chick he wanted. It didn't matter. He had some of the finest women in his harem. You know, we get one little woman. A lot of times it's men. And, and she got a little, little behind her or, or breast and the body and the figure. You know, got the little trophy chick. Then guess what? And excuse me if chick offends some of you ladies, you know, I don't mean to call all y'all chicks, but he get him a little lady and, um, you know, we, we, we go crazy sometimes. Same thing for the sisters. They get them a man, the right man, you know, and guess what? He end up doing things, unspeakable things, and there go your heart. But your heart has been taken away by all the, that stuff, whether it be a man, a woman, whether it be your money, whatever it is that you worshiping, because that's where his heart was. His heart was not worshiping God. His heart was worshiping his finances, his economic status. He had status. How many of us don't want status, man? We want to flex with that status. And as you notice, I always say we, you know, I try to include myself in that because I'm not exempt above anything. That's why I like about this podcast that I come to you guys. That's why I say we are a community. It's not um, them. It's us because it's all of us going through this thing called life. Electric word life. It means forever. And that's a mighty long time. I had to say that Prince. I love Prince. But all right. Now, check this out. All right. Now. Let's talk about Pharaoh. Okay. Now I can't remember everything in the scriptures with the Israelites that, you know, happened, but I remember there was a lot of plagues and like most of us, you know, all the drama unfolded in our lives. Pharaoh plague after plague through Moses was, um, he was, he was hit by him. I, I don't know. I can't remember. It might've been seven plagues. But he was hit from plague to plague. And every time Moses came up with something, he came up with something different. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to let him go. God said, let my people go. And he he didn't want to let him go. And guess what? God sent another plague. And then he'll become stubborn and obstinate again. God sent another plague. All right? Until the last one, when the firstborn children were killed, he had enough. All right. So now he lets the, the Israelites go. The Hebrews at that time, they go. And then, OK, just like most of us, guess what happens? All the drama, just like every other plague, he leaves our lives. And so he went running behind the Israelites and forgot about, you know, his word, forgot about the oath that he said within himself. He's going to let them go because now he ain't got no more problems. Ain't that just like most of us nowadays? Man, we go through some stuff in life and we be begging God to deliver us from something. And when he deliver us, we get right back into another situation because we forget what we came out of. We become stubborn. We don't believe fire burn. 
Just like Pharaoh. We don't believe fire or burn. So plague after plague in our lives, situation after situation. And see, some of you listening to this right now are probably going through situations with somebody or something, or it may be a career job. It may be even school and you're trying to make a decision and you're struggling with something. And in some situations, you just have to sit back because God knows what to do. But let's say it's a relationship. Like most of us get into that relationship. Oh man, time something blow up in the relationship, <laughs> we'd be ready to let it go. I'm so sick of you. I'm so tired of you. I ain't got to go through this mess no more. Conflict. We don't have good conflict resolution skills, just like Pharaoh. All right? A lot of times when you hear preachers preach on this thing, man, it's, it's more about them coming from the perspective of the Israelites or Moses. But let's talk about Pharaoh. Pharaoh was stubborn like most of us in our hearts. He was obstinate, man. You know, he wanted a good life. That's what the Israelites was providing for him, the good life. How many ladies out there got them a husband to provide the good life? That's what you married him for. Really? You didn't marry for love. Marry for the good life. What he can provide. After all, ain't that what a real man do? By your definition? Or, fellas, you got that woman. Did you marry her for love? Or did you marry her because you feel like she's a trophy? Now, let's break this trophy down. Okay, for some people, the trophy can be this physical attributes that this woman have. She look good on the outside. She's pretty. She got the, you know, Coke bottle shape or whatever. She may be a BB, BBW, as they say, big, beautiful woman. Who knows? Whatever your trophy is to you, she's fine to you. All right. So now you got it. Or on the flip side, see that I like to break this thing down about a trophy in a different way. Because a lot of times you got men out here, it's more about characteristics in this female. See, it ain't all about the outside. But you're going about it the same way, whether she's physical on the outside, beautiful to you, or she's got these characteristics. She make and cook everything, man. She know how to clean. She's, she works. She, she, she's got all kind of skills. She's smart. She's intelligent. She, Y'all have great conversations. Um... She loves football, if you like it. You know, she'll sit down and join you watching the game, and you love everything about it, okay? She's a good catch. Man, that's a trophy too, all right? But either way, whether she's got the physical attributes or she's got the inner characteristics, she's your trophy. So the Israelites were Pharaoh's trophies. He was, he was um, building this empire off of them. He was prospering off of them. So guess what? He began to go after, after all the drama unfolded, after all the drama was over, he began to run and go after his doggone trophies. Because after all, they took everything. I think they took a lot of stuff with them, all the gold and all other kind of artifacts, you know, um, from Egypt. And they ran with that stuff. So he wanted his stuff back. He wanted them back, too. But check this out. This is the thing. This is the thing, guys. I want you to listen to this right here. All right. He was stubborn. He was resistant. No matter what God did to him, he didn't take that as a warning. 
He wanted what he wanted when he wanted. And how many of us want what we want when we want it? And he went as far as to go all the way and get so close to them when he should have left them alone. And it cost him his life. Did you hear what I said? It cost him his life because he refused to let something go. Man, I'm telling you, I don't care what it is, what's happening with you. Don't let it cost you your life and you refuse to give up on that thing. Now, it may not even cost you your physical life. It may not be physical death, but it can cost you years and years and years of pain, years of torment, years of a, of a lifestyle that, you know, you've been trying to lead and all, next thing you know, you end up in prison because you wanted something so bad. You got the warnings. God been warning you plague after plague after plague. You got it, but you ain't listen. You had to have that thing. You had to get out here and hustle. Make that money. Make that money, honey. Make that dough. Make that bread. You know? Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And see, that wilderness place is when we feel empty because we ain't got that status and we trying to get on. We ain't nobody. We living in the hood. People talking about us. You done fell off. You ain't got the car you want. Man, I tell you, I don't know how many times I see this stuff. It's a trap. It's a trap. God knows. God knows it's a trap. We're still talking about God knows. And you're being warned in your spirit. Some of you right now, probably listening to this podcast right now. And I hope this message reaches you because the warning is there. But to see the play, it ain't a plague this time. It's through this podcast. I'm speaking to you. You that's listening right now and you the one that's saying, is this for me? And if you're saying, is this for me? It's for you. You're wondering. Let it go. It ain't worth it, man. That's what God told Pharaoh. He said, let my people go. Man, let them people go. Move on with your life. Because if you don't, you finna abort your happiness. Like I said, it may not even be a physical death, but it could be a death to your future. You abort your future just because you're trying to hold on to this one thing. You ever try to take groceries in the house? Uh, I'm guilty of this. You ever try to take groceries in the house, you know, being from the grocery store and you really don't want to like make more than one trip. So you try to <laughs> fill your arms full of um, all these bags and along the way you end up one of the bags end up slipping out your hand and you you break an item right and right there at the door too because now you can't open the door now you're trying to get your keys you got your keys in your hand and the bags all on your arms and you're trying to open the door and one of the bags just slip or it break bam you like doggone it you might start cussing or whatever you die, dog it but it's your fault because you tried to carry too much, man. You can't carry all that stuff, man. You better ease on down that road. Y'all remember that? The whiz? Ease on down. Ease on down the road. And I can't sing. Don't you carry nothing that might be a load. But it's just you. Ease on down. Ease on down the road. I love that. 
Lighten your burdens, man. Give it to God. Give it to Jesus. And that's another thing. Another message that I had for you. See, sometimes God calls us out so Jesus can call us in. So we can be called on. Did you hear what I said? I said, sometimes God calls us out so Jesus can call us in. So we can be called on. But if he can't trust you, man, he can't call on you. Some of you got a got purpose in your life, got ministry in you. But he can't depend upon you, he can't trust you. Because you keep getting into the same situation over and over and wondering why your life ain't going well. Maybe go around in circles. You know, you're going round and round and round in circles. Like a bird up in the sky. I don't know if that's how the song go, but anyway, that's how I'm going to say it right now. But listen, please listen to me. Whoever you are, let it go. That's why God calls us out. He exposes our stuff. He brings convictions in our lives. Because God knows those convictions is when he calls us out. And then we sit down with Jesus at the table and he calls us in. And when he calls us in, he don't expose our stuff publicly. He sit down and he point this stuff at you just like he did uh, Cain. You know, he told Cain, you know, and he asked him, why, why is your countenance falling? But then he told him, he said, look here, man. He said, sin is crouching at the door. But then I love what he said next. He said, but you can master it. He gave you the power. Through Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in your life. And you begin to be called in and live a life fulfilled the way God wants you to, to live it. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, man. This is not about being perfect. This is not about perfectionism and any things like that. This is just about living your life the best you can, how God wants you to. Give it to God. Let it go. I pray whoever you are that's listening to this message, this is from my heart. This is a little bit different. This thing been uh, pressing on me for a couple of weeks. Didn't know which direction I was going to do it. And actually, right now, to be honest with you, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.03 in the morning, right here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I am speaking to you from the heart. This ain't heart and soul, but this is Nabru Radio. I am Absalom Williams. I am your host. But I'm also your friend. All right. God knows, guys. God knows. So please listen. Do not let what happened to Pharaoh happen to you. God knows. I love you enough to come at you. Give you this message, deliver it to you, hope it gets in your ears, hope you meditate on this thing, and listen, let the Spirit do for you what He wants to do for you, because I'm telling you, I'm that guy that has struggled with some situations in my life, but I'm wise enough to know when my instincts tell me 
I let stuff go. I've tried to hold on to relationships that wasn't trying to hold on to me. God called me out so Jesus could call me in so I could be called on. All right. Once again, I am your host, Absalom Williams, and this is Now Brew Radio. If you got any questions, remember the early bird, that part of the section of my podcast where you can email me at nabrewradio at gmail.com and give me something positive. Give me something that we can speak on, something in the community that we can spotlight somebody and let them shine. Something great is happening in your life. It's enough bad news out here. That part of the podcast is called the early bird. And as you know, the early bird gets the worm and peace, love, and hair grease. As I always say, it is not them. It is us. We are a community and I'm out.